Welcome to the LU Moment, and thanks for listening. I'm Shelley Vitanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University. Each week, we showcase the great events, activities, programs, projects, and people at Lamar University. This week at LU culminated a long-term plan to create an official front door at Highway 28796, which is Cardinal Drive, a welcome center, LU's first official front door and the first stop on campus for prospective students, family members, alumni, and other visitors opened. The new building is 6,334 square feet. It houses seven staff offices and a workroom for the student team, which we call the LU crew. They lead the campus tours. The lobby includes a self-serve kiosk for guests wishing to enroll at LU and will include rotating exhibits highlighting various aspects of campus life. A 40-seat theater capable of expanding to an additional 20 seats shows an introductory film highlighting all that LU has to offer to prospective students and campus guests. And the front of the building has a stunning stainless steel tree, beautiful object of art with a bench and giant LU lettering. During the opening ceremonies of the building, Dr. Evans said the Welcome Center is the heart of the campus, tying together all of LU's more than 300 acres. Beautiful, beautiful building. We hope people will come and see it. And um, where we're going to welcome you to our to our campus, our official front door. All right. Also this week, Lamar University's Office of Undergraduate Research announced 16 summer undergraduate research fellowships for summer 2021. Each research winner will receive university funds, including a $2,000 stipend, $1,000 in research support, free housing for 10 weeks during the summer, and $500 in travel support to help them go to conferences during the next university year. Of the 15 winning projects, 11 represent STEM areas, you know, science, technology, engineering, and math, and four represent humanities, arts, social, and behavioral sciences, education, and business areas. So there were actually 16 awardees, but 15 projects. Uh, you know, the opportunity to participate in undergraduate research is not offered at every university. And those universities that do don't have such a robust active program. So undergraduate research is a real benefit at Lamar University to prepare students for real-world problem solving. We're excited uh, for our students. You know, in the coming weeks, a group of multidisciplinary researchers from Lamar University will host the third annual Recovery and Resiliency Summit. The virtual event is April 9th, and it features speakers from varying fields and welcomes all Southeast Texans to participate. Because it is virtual, anybody can participate and hear the research that's gone on in the past. Uh, it's gonna, you know, things like uh, flood mitigation is going to be discussed and what, what has been discovered and, and what is being implemented. So uh, I think a lot of Southeast Texans would really benefit from attending the Recovery and Resiliency Summit. The summit this year is themed recovery and growing as a community, and it will focus on the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic and other disasters and catastrophic events. You can register and get more information at lamar.edu forward slash resilience hyphen recovery forward slash summit. Check that out. All right. For the past several weeks, Lamar University has celebrated women in honor of Women's History Month. And to wrap up the month of featuring inspiring women, a reception was held to recognize women who have a positive impact, not only on the community and the Lamar University campus, but just um, in, in their surroundings and their lives and to other women especially. Alicia Wallace was the featured speaker of the event, and she's gracious enough to join us today. Welcome, Alicia, and thank you. Thank you for having me, Shelley. 
You know, uh, Valacia, certified mediator, legal trial consultant, and the principal personal injury attorney of the Wallace Law Firm. Um, you're known really in the legal profession for garnering millions in settlements and verdicts, but you've had an unexpected journey. And I was so, ex- I was so interested to hear that, um, at the reception because, um, we, first of all, nobody would expect that. But secondly, few people really talk about kind of the unsavory side of their lives, but you just opened up and you were so authentic. Can you kind of tell us your path to, um, your legal career and, and why it was so, um, um, it was, it was a little crooked, wasn't it? <laughs> it was, it was. And I really had an unconventional path, like into law. And I credit that really to my experiences at Lamar university, because I wasn't the girl who grew up saying I wanted to be an attorney, um, when I was a child. And when I started at Lamar university, it was really because of the, vibe and the great feeling where everyone was so welcoming from the very beginning, from day one. And when I graduated with a degree in journalism, I had no idea what I wanted to do as far as a career was concerned. So I was very involved in campus life at Lamar. And one of the things that I did was um, I won the Miss Black and Gold Scholarship pageant. And one of the judges Mm -hmm. happened to be an attorney in Beaumont. And because he saw me on the news leading a unity march to end the racial divide on campus at Lamar, um, mm-hmm. He contacted me after I graduated and said, I needed you to help me run my law office. And I said, I have no interest in law. I'll do it as a favor just <laughs> a little bit, only because I'm substitute teaching. And then when I got there, I absolutely fell in love with the field. So my it helped me to understand that all the experiences that I had in the past as far as um, issues in school, um, behavioral issues, things even that would surprise others, such as being suspended um, and things like that, somehow parallel for me to be able to help others with their problems and situations that they've been going through um, in life. And being an attorney was an excellent way for me to bridge all of my experiences, my desires, and my passions into one field, which was law. Yeah, excellent. And and, and sometimes we have plans, and I guess God has other plans, and, and that was, right. I guess, yeah, <laughs> your call. And 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 since that call, um, it seems like things have unfolded. I mean, you've never really gone out to look for a job, but jobs have found you. Can you kind of talk about that? Uh, sure. So similar just to that situation where the attorney, the attorney contacted me, it's almost as if when you, you know, a lot of times people may feel as though I have to go out and try to reach out to all of these different people. But if you're being your best self in every area of your life trying to do things the right way, opportunities will come. And what I found was that simply following after my passions, not necessarily a certain goal, meaning I want this particular job, something will come forward from that where people then reach out to me. So one of the things that I talked about during um, during the event was even having trials and defeating my opponents who then offered me jobs not because of anything that I did to reach out to them, but because they saw my skills and then they saw that I was so generous to them, even though they may have not reciprocated that in the beginning. So when you're just simply being your best self, opportunities simply come. And from there, it's just like the sky's the limit. It's, it's, it's just no telling what will come when you're doing the right thing. And I think that's kind of the way that glass ceilings can be broken along the way when um, you're simply just being your best self and taking advantage of opportunities as they come along. 
You know, I think that's so important for young people to hear, and I tell my kids that all the time. You know, don't base your behavior on someone else. If someone's ugly to you, still be you, still be kind, still be gracious, um, because that's that's going to benefit you. And, and you've given so many good examples of that um, and, and breaking the glass ceiling because you put your best self out there. I want to back up just a little bit, Relacia, because you, you, you touched on just behavioral issues that you had in high school. I think sometimes we see kids that are troubled and we, and we give up on them. But you're clearly mm-hmm. someone who, who changed their life, who turned things around. How did that happen? What, what, what inspired you or, or was there a, 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 something that happened that you said, I, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to get it together. Honestly, it was really when I was preparing to enter into Lamar. Lamar was that transitional phase for me because I used to get to a point where I was feeling, you know, as I got older by high school, senior year, getting ready to go into college, and I had this reputation for being the one you do not want to mess with. And some (laughs) of the things, you know, that I touched on in the event was that that persona still exists. And, you know, it surprises others because it's just like, oh, you're so sweet. You're so nice. I can't even imagine that. But the fight in me, not from a physical perspective, but that <laughs> unwavering ability, it's still there. But now it's transitioning from the classroom to the courtroom. But when I mm-hmm. entered college, I was more, I told myself that I'm not going to be so focused on what I want people to forget about me from my past, but instead I need to be focused on how I want to be remembered. And from then on, it just took a different approach where it wasn't necessarily a goal to try to do everything, but just to say, hey, these opportunities are here. Why can't I do it? You know, whereas in the past, it was just as if it was assumed that um, it would always be a negative result. But I've always had a passion to serve, and I I even did then um, when I would have issues, you know, in school. Um, But I also realized that part of those issues was that I was innately clearly a leader, it was just leading in a way that was going to be a positive change um, was kind of that transitional phase. You, you also talked about, you know, how other attorneys try to intimidate you, you know, maybe from the beginning of a trial, and, and you don't allow that to happen. It takes a lot of confidence. And um, how, how do you can, you, can you provide some insight? I mean, do you talk to yourself? Do you build yourself up? Or is that just innate in you? Can you... Can you share maybe some of your tips and tricks for not being intimidated? Um, It's really, I mean, in the inside, it's almost laughable to me, to be honest, just because (laughs) I see myself, when I see an attorney like that, it's it's almost like I'm looking at my middle school self who tried to do that with other kids. Yeah, so it's, it's funny to me because it's almost like, okay, you're doing what I'm used to doing 10, 20 years ago. Um, and it doesn't faze me because I know what you're doing and I know how to overcome that. Um, but really, it's just maintaining the level of professionalism regardless. That's something that anyone will still be able to say about me presently. I, as a, a rare person in my field, one of the things that I talked about was the statistics that out of 1.3, over 1.3 million lawyers in America, only 1.7% are African-American females. So it's wow. rare to see a, a black female attorney, let alone one in the courtroom, let alone one going to trial, which is the ultimate level that any attorney could possibly, you know, get to in, in the realm of practice generally. Um, so because it's rare to see someone like that, and then I'm younger than a lot of the people who I go against, um, there's that feeling of, you know, 
she doesn't know much or she wouldn't know what she was doing. I can kind of talk to her any type of way and she'll just accept it. Um, which when you meet people, you know, at their level and, you know, maintain that level of professionalism, generally what it results in is a lot of people coming back to apologize or coming back with job offers, like the things that I talked about. So it's all about maintaining integrity and professionalism, regardless of what you're presented with um, from someone else. Yeah, you you personify, I guess, uh, the best way of of getting revenge is is being successful, right? (laughs) Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So we, we talked a lot about um, about your career and, and about what you what you do to be successful in life. But what, what do you do for fun and what, what inspires you? Oh, wow. So I love spending time with my family. I, I met my college sweetheart at Lamar. You know, I just credit so many things to Lamar, but I met my husband <laughs> at Lamar. We have a beautiful three-year-old son. So I love spending time with them, going out to, to play. Everything is a little different now with the pandemic. But um, that's that's number one. Um, on the side, outside of that, I've always enjoyed spoken word, doing poetry. That was some of the things that I did at Lamar as well as far as leading different organizations um, and then giving back when it comes to mentorship. Um, one of the things that they did yesterday as a surprise after the event was Woman to Woman, which was, is Lamar's first women's empowerment organization that I founded in 2007 and the Zeta Beta chapter of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated that I'm a member of. Um, when I was at Lamar, they did a joint celebration yesterday for me after the event. And I announced there um, that because Woman to Woman will be 15 years old next year, we'll have our 15 year anniversary that I'll actually be donating our first or inaugural scholarship on behalf of my firm, to woman to woman, um, to commemorate everything excellent that they've been doing over the past 15 years and to help those students wow. as well. So it's just looking forward to a lot of giving back and um, just being connected with those who I love and the organizations that I love. Well, that's wonderful. We're, um, we're there at Lamar University standing on the shoulders of those who came before us, and you were definitely one of those who has... Um, put some, some foundational stones into the university so that we can so that we can move forward. And we thank you for your time and for your leadership and for everything that, that you do um, in the community and for this, us there at Lamar University. Thanks for joining us on the LU Moment. Thank you so much. All right, folks, so let's uh, save the date, April 10th, for the Gratis City Live, when you can see Stumble Talk Gratis City as it was in the boom days, plan to bring the entire family and interact with characters from the past, as well as go shopping in many of the buildings, and it's located on the Lamar University campus, not that far from the new Welcome Center, so you can do both. You can see it, too. We really appreciate you listening to the LU Moment. I'm Shelley Batanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University, the pride of Southeast Texas.